look in the eyes of my brother. <laughs> Yo! What it do? How y'all be? All right, Sam, I see you with the shimmy. <laughs> Yo, welcome back to another episode of the Informally Honest Podcast. We are four brothers joined by another special guest here in this 2021. You just heard the, the beautiful melodies and, and metaphors. Not even metaphors because it's a pretty straightforward song. But you heard him. He is the singer of our theme song for this podcast, Brother featuring add to we have the 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 magical the immaculate the smoother than a baby's bottom <laughs> soul singer samuel trump <laughs> welcome <laughs> welcome to sam, sam 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 man we, we're so grateful to have you on here yes yeah. trumpet trumpets for trumpets yeah so anybody when you when you say samuel you gotta say trumpet so it's yes. Sam Trump or it's Samuel Trumpet. Yes. <laughs> Sam, approach, Samuel, approach him as such. <laughs> Sam, Samuel Not Trumpet right. the third Esquire. Uh, <laughs> <Not right. laughs> Yo, uh, if this is your first time joining us, we are uh, we are brothers from Gary, Indiana, who come together once a week to converse and and laugh, chop it up maybe even challenge each other sometimes on the heavier subjects or talk about shit that we don't really know what the fuck we're talking about. But you know, in that, in that way that people have conversations and when you, when you don't want to spoil it by Googling, you know, you just keep talking. And then sometimes we'll spoil it by Googling. Right. So, right. <laughs> oh man, above all else, amidst these conversations, we pride ourselves on three principles. And that's making sure that every conversation we have and every connection we hope that you have is forthright, vulnerable, and most of all, honest. Fellas, how you doing? How's the week going? Out here in Chicago, it is currently negative four degrees. <laughs> and uh, so I'm avoiding going outside at all costs. I don't know about you. How y'all doing? Well, I'm good. Uh, I actually just came back from outside. Not from, I mean, not like I was hanging out. I just went, I just went <laughs> shopping. It was about groceries. Uh, Cause I don't like doing it in the afternoon or evening because everything is gone. So <laughs> that's that's, that's, that's very adult and responsible of you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I figured because it's obviously Super Bowl weekend, you know, it's gonna be even extra Ooh, crowded. So I was like, let me just get my stuff. Got some wings. I did. <laughs> <laughs> no, I saw you. No. no. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing I'm good. Good though, man. Uh, unfortunately, I can't. I can't dodge this weather because I'm out <laughs> plowing and all this stuff. Right, it's snowing right. a lot, so I've Yo, been saving out some lives in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing some salt down and whatnot. Now are you driving the trucks? Yeah. Word. Okay, I did not realize that. Like Word. he's for real saving some lives. Yeah. In, okay. In the well, <laughs> well yeah, thank man. you for your service, sir. Yeah. <laughs> <I know. laughs> but yeah, I've been I've been pretty good though. Sam, how you doing, man? What up? I'm I'm feeling good. I'm uh I'm feeling well rested, you know. Um I'm always happy when the sun is out, you know, regardless if it's cold or, or not, you know. Um fortunate to have a good amount of windows here. So I'm happy just to see the sun, you know, and uh and wake up to it. I'm happy to be here with y'all. <laughs> <We got lots. laughs> Window game. <laughs> <laughs> Glad to have you, man. Hey Tub, how you feeling? 
Yo, 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 yo. Yes, this is Aaron. If this is your first time, and a couple <laughs> couple interesting things happened to me. One, let's get it out of the way. I uh <laughs> that you look yeah. like the love child I of Slim my, Shady and Pippi all, right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right. Anybody else wanna go? Anybody else? Anybody, anybody else? I I'll say it, I'll say it. I know I look like Jared Leto from that Batman movie. Uh, <laughs> Look like you've been using um, peanut butter for slack. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, it's your first time. Yo, 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 throw it out. Throw it out, Sam. Let's go. Yeah, I'm good, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, man. man. Actually, yo, believe it or not, I actually like it. <laughs> yo, man, it, it, I'm not saying it looks bad uh, on you. If, if, yeah. if, 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 I, if I call you Peter Pan, it's for this very <laughs> <laughs> So a couple interesting oh, things happened. One, I uh, yes. got my hair dyed. Let's see. Two, just I recently ate at my one of my favorite Indian restaurants around here, around the corner. Mm, it's nice, been a while. Nice. Fantastic food. So if and when you guys come down, whenever that is, we will be going. Absolutely. And uh, last but not least, I made, I think, about 42 or 43 bucks in the stock market yesterday. <laughs> Hey, and, uh, I'm feeling prosperous. Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag, hashtag no game stop. Hashtag no game stop. <laughs> That's funny. Yo, man, I, I I really should learn more about stocks and bonds and all that kind of stuff just because that GameStop shit was shit was crazy. And as many times as I've heard it explained, I still don't know what the fuck happened. I still don't know. <laughs> like a bunch of I still don't get it either completely. I just I hear the, go ahead. Yeah, so I actually been doing stocks for the last year. Um, Word. So shout out to to Aaron. Like any any gain is is great. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's yep. twelve bucks or or two hundred, you know, mm, or twelve thousand. Yep. I don't know. But uh, but a lot of people. Uh, so with GameStop, so it happened through Reddit. There's a Reddit forum where there's a gentleman who's like, "Hey, uh, let's let's right. get together and let's let's do what the billionaires do." on you know singular billionaires you know people who got the money and got the got the power and the push let's let's actually put the power in our hands and actually you know flip this shit and so um they they band together and they all bought this stock that was pretty much super low and the way stocks mm -hmm. works is when they're low you don't want to buy them because you can't get money from them and especially if they're not going up all right so but they were this GameStop was low there's even people betting that GameStop would go bankrupt which is right, like yeah. the adverse so like a lot of people lost money when a lot of these people actually gained money you know mm -hmm. because they were betting against GameStop but the people in the Reddit community uh they bought low when it when it jumped high, let's say it it, it jumped up like four hundred percent. No, it was more than that. It went from like I can't I can't remember the exact numbers, but it was an astronomical jump. And mm -hmm. when it's that high, then that's the value of it now, and that's when you want to sell it. Right. When you sell it for that amount of money, your money stays there. So you gain with with the gain of, of the stock, and then you sell it high, and now that's your money to keep. You yeah. know, if you don't sell it and it comes back down. Actually, you just lost your money that you just won. Right. You know, so that's that's pretty much the basis of it. Sell, sell high, buy low. But the government trying to figure out a way to block that type of thing. Well, I mean, from yeah. what I saw, Rob Robin Hood and they did. Uh, yep. uh, and another one like um, uh, uh, Cash App with Bitcoin, like they they stopped letting people buy the stock. Mm. They trying to target Nokia next. I think they picking stuff that's like nostalgic. That's like they don't want to go away, you know. Mm -hmm. 
Actually, I'm I'm really happy for GameStop too because I forgot all about them. I couldn't remember the last time I went in GameStop and, and traded I mean, in a Xbox game like, or some shit. Yeah, I've gone in there right. recently. Actually, surprise for whatever. Oh, I need a new controller, so I just went to GameStop. <laughs> I'm, I'm just glad they're still in business. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, not 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 to you know completely rag on GameStop, but in real life, it's a little bit of karma. For you know, if I sit, if I sell my twenty five games to you and you give me a quarter a piece, true, true, like true, they've been robbing people for fucking years. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they should still having from enough money from that, from that scam. that's so true. And you thought you was about to get enough money to actually like eat food in the food court in the mall. And then you like four dollars. You like that? All, all I can get is the fucking rice without the orange chicken. Like, I, can't, I can't even get a Cinnabon with this. <laughs> get more store credit than anything. Yeah. Ten dollars right. store credit, two dollars regular money. <laughs> Funny. I don't. Well, think thank I, you, Sam, for that explanation. Yeah, man. It's a black. They just trying to protect the rich, still. You know. Um, yeah. You know the powers when we actually come together. You know. So. Right. Yo, we need an applause button when somebody explains something well or like. Oh, Adam, I was gonna put it on the post. He did that in the last okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Adam, Adam's been on in the po- in the post. I, bro. Post game like shit. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Man, well, uh, um, shout out to uh Chris, one of our faithful lit- listeners, uh, Aaron's little brother. He he wrote in about that and. I wasn't gonna say shit because I can't explain it. And so, was so, so thank you, Sam, and yeah. shout out to Chris. <laughs> Another question that Chris posed to us that well, we could just throw in and you know let this get the conversation continuing. Uh, what would be your last meal if you knew you were dying tomorrow? <laughs> well, I can jump this off pretty easily. Sure. It, it'll probably be wings of some sort. Uh, I, I know we've already mentioned wings in my case earlier, but I just hey, there's so many combinations that you can do as far as flavorings. Like it's just the best. Mm. Like, so, so you talk about like a like a like a Jesus table of wings. You know, that's probably like honestly, I like I typically eat like hot wings. Typically is what I I do, but mm. I, I recently I've been cooking um lemon pepper wings in the. Uh, air fryer the air fryer and like i wasn't even a huge fan of those type of wings until i started cooking them myself because every bodies that i've had like from restaurants and stuff they were not that great so i'm like why why do people rave over these so hmm. much then i then i started experimenting myself and then i was like okay i think i have the, the i think i have the uh, the touch Got the magic touch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it definitely be wings. What flavor? I don't know, but it'd be some wings of of, of some. I have sort. a question for and you, I, Adam. Are we are we yeah. talking are we talking boneless wings or or regular? And is bone are boneless wings still taboo? Uh, <laughs> like a, were they ever like taboo? a taboo thing? That's what well, I've heard. I, for like, I mean, I, I like both. I, it's I, like it's a part of the. And, I mean, and let's just put it out there: boneless wings are pretty much chicken nuggets. Yeah, yes, they're just yes. adult chicken nuggets. It's not like they took which, the meat out of the out of the which wing. You, you can, which I'm okay with. All of that work. Which I'm okay with, by the way. I'm okay with adult <laughs> chicken nuggets. You have, yeah, one, me too. you have one co-signer for adult chicken nuggets. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah I have one against them. it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm against that. <laughs> it, I feel I feel like there, there's already uh, 
a load of bullshit and most of the shit that you eat. Are you really about to complain about this, this particular section of meat glue and, and <laughs> chicken? Like, yo, it's either, either know, you gonna deal with it. <laughs> oh yeah, they 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 got uh they got. Uh, I mean, I know semi- about meat glue, but I didn't know they put it in that. Put it in that. Ain't no, and they ain't keeping it together with breading. So <laughs> that's true. A ah, lot to yeah. learn. It was like, hey man, that that you know. 50 cent and B-dubs on Thursdays. I, I, <laughs> I wish it was 50. It's like 60-something now. It's crazy. Okay. Like, I remember how, how long it's been since I've been to B-dubs. I remember <laughs> when we were yeah, in high too. school. I think I, I think like uh, they were 25 or 35 cent, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I remember that. But now they're like... Right. Yeah. 25 cent, yeah. Now I think they're like 60, 65, I think. But yeah, it's crazy. All right, who going next? I still don't know. Man, last meal. Shite, shite. I'll jump in. I'll jump mm-hmm. in. Go ahead, Mark. Uh, since I love breakfast food so much, mm-hmm. it'll probably be that. Probably some French toast, you know. Uh, what else? Everything, you know, grits, you know what I'm saying? Little mm. little vegetables, <laughs> little eggs. <laughs> <maybe>. <laughs> So you talking about that? I mean, uh, I meant to say fruit. I meant to say fruit. Fruit. Yeah, you know. Yeah, no veggies. No veggies. <laughs> yeah, no. Maybe a little. Last meal, maybe, no, little maybe a little omelet with some spinach. In. <laughs> word, if word. Anything, if anything. Regular omelet or egg white omelet? Man, the white omelet, man. Make them work. Yo, that white omelet with spinach, <laughs> be <laughs> Make Bad motherfucker right there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's funny you said make it work because I'm like, man, is this uh, is this death row or is it uh? Oh, that's <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking too. <laughs> my 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 pick for that was would be something like you know like uh how they got that like hot chip challenge or something like that. I'll just ah. eat some like one of the hottest peppers or something. Take my mind <laughs> off of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And be passed out by the time you get in the electric chair. <laughs> yeah, I just be thinking about how hot my mouth is, you know. I just feel like that's that's <laughs> compound pain. Eating the eating a ghost chili chip and then be like, all right, now let's send five million watts of electricity through my spine. Like what? <laughs> I'll be like that. That didn't even kill me. It was the it was the hot. It was food. the chip. <laughs> 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 Just hurry up and do it. <laughs> Sam, what you got? What you, what you got on that last meal? Man, so I am veggie now. Um, right, right. I love chicken thighs, so I think I would probably just have a meal of, of chicken thighs if I knew I was <laughs> tomorrow. That's, that's you said you're a vegetarian. Bake, yeah, fry. Bake, oh, word, word. Okay, I was thinking uh, that I same think, thing. I think baked, man. I think, I think baked. You know, with some maybe with some gravy over some rice. Ooh, yeah, straight up. Mm. Yo, I did. I did cook some uh, chicken thighs in my air fryer for the first time last night, and that shit came out. I gotta get me one of those, man, y'all. <laughs> you can have mine. Cause it don't work good with vegetables. Oh yeah, <laughs> really? really? It's good. I've been using my. I've been using mine for vegetables all the time. Man, I, it just doesn't get it the way I, I like my vegetables. I'm like, I, I'd rather just put it in some oil on, on the skillet. That's real. That's right. real. I'm the same, man. But just sorry, simple, man. simple ingredients. You know, I'm with you. I'm with you. I don't know why um, I thought you were about to go into the Papa John's look. Uh, uh, thing. <laughs> 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 
Man, yeah. Fuck Papa John's oh, pizza, uh, by the way. So, uh, yeah, fuck Papa, Papa John's. John's. <laughs> yeah. Can't stand Papa John's. It's fucking yeah. disgusting. Racist. Uh, <laughs> and him. He is also the worst. Uh, okay. So, uh, last meal. That ain't See, a sponsor. I, I, <laughs> Anti sponsor. <laughs> I feel like we made we made some bad choices if Papa John's is our like first sponsor. Yeah, very very bad. Oh, <laughs> uh, so okay. I I mine gonna be like a whole last like four or five course meal. So okay, uh, I'm I'm definitely starting out with a. Uh, with with some like um I'm assuming seafood amuse bouche. Right? Okay. Okay. <laughs> this is about to be very Josh. Let's go. Let's go. Man, just, yeah, come on, come I on. Just, I just, I just imagine you asking them for that. They looking around like what? <laughs> <laughs> what Yo, bring the dude in the back. Yo, bring the dude in the back. Hey, bring some cereal for this man. <laughs> and then one of the inmates yells out like, yo, I know what that is. <laughs> I'll make it. Need that seafood amuse bouche, and I'm gonna need a uh, uh, excellent lobster bisque. After that, okay. then I'm gonna need probably for my entree. I'm gonna, I'm gonna need a uh, uh, probably some sort of spicy halibut situation, <laughs> right? I'm gonna have to research all of this. If, uh, so I'm gonna have to research all of these items. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, even before my entree, I'm I'm gonna get it uh like that that precursor. I'm gonna need some excellent fries for my for my uh for my appetizer after the after the after the soup. I'm gonna need like perfect fries, seasoned, from rally hard. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so only the say rallies. Hell no, we ain't no goddamn fries. What that you gonna need? You need that little uh, rat, ratatouille <laughs> to fix this meal for you, dog. You need ratatouille to make this motherfucking meal for you. <laughs> Yo, man, no, nah, no, nah, I'm telling you. Uh, so fries, then give me that, give me that halibut with a nice risotto. Mm-hmm. I do like. And risotto. then uh, uh, for dessert, I'm gonna need some cinnamon ice cream with brownies. Mm. That was good. And brownie pieces up in there, and then I'm gonna need some pristine. Pussy, so, <laughs> <laughs> right? All right. Six course meal. All right. Well, be all of those. <laughs> I am uh, sure to not beat that. So <laughs> sure to not be beating that. Yo, I'm gonna just go with uh, some flamingos pepperoni pizza. Okay. Come on, because, Miller staple so flamingos. I, I also am a vegetarian, but if it's my last meal, I'm probably going back to the uh, probably going back to some meat. So throwing that super, that incredibly greasy flavor yeah. pizza, <laughs> it like soaks up your fucking, soaks up your pants by the time you take get it home. <laughs> it shit's way too much. Grease, grease. Uh, I was like, soaks up your pants. See, see, I don't know see. where this is going. <laughs> you don't lay the pizza on your lap, man? I, I, I like to lay the pizza on my lap because it's nice. It's I'm driving and I'm large. So there's not enough space usually between like my <laughs> pelvis and the wheel to play, place a pizza pie when you, when you appreciate it as much as i do you make it work all right so i'm going with that yeah, yeah right so i'm going with that in regards to drinks let's see 
My grandmother mm, used to have this. Th- my grandmother used to have this, this this very simple dessert for us, and I, I'm guessing it's like a European thing. But she would take like seltzer water, like carbonated water, and then add in like raspberry syrup in it, and it, that used to be like a dessert for me. So just just for the sheer good memories I had with my grandmother. Nice. I'm going with that one. Um, let's see. And for dessert, I'm going with my all time favorite German chocolate cake. Okay. Okay. So, All right. And for those of you who Respect don't it. know what Flamingos is, Flamingos Pizza is one of the best pizza places on the planet. We all grew up. Well, um, Adam, Josh, and Marcus and I grew up in Miller, which you all should know by now. And that was a, a pizza place, like a, a little mom and pop neighborhood pizza place that we used to always go to. And mm-hmm. my little brother Chris, who asked this question, used to work there also and hook it up. I ain't. Sure. I like Flamingo. I forgot he worked there. Yeah. I don't know if you could justify picking that over Miller, but okay. <laughs> I was. I was next, never yo, the next biggest. Episode, next episode. <laughs> I was never the biggest Miller Pizza fan, to be completely honest. Of the of the of the three places in Miller, between Ono's, Miller Pizza, and Flamingos, Miller's was last. Dang. See, Miller. Yo, Miller used to be number one for me until. They changed. I think they like they changed management or they changed ownership or something. Oh yeah, they, customer Shit. services is the lowest. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, it's, sorry yeah. y'all. Yeah, it's not. It's only good. so many it's times you can like admire that train, like the train going back and forth. It's nah. only so much that like that can take they away from that. the customer service. <laughs> right. I even know. Nah, it's not that. Is is they rude ass customer service? <laughs> Step so Sam, Sam, what's a um, Sam is originally from Houston, okay. uh, and so what's a what's H-Town? a local what's a what's a local food staple that like you you miss having been in Chicago for how long now? Uh, it's been eleven years. Word plus, uh, man, I think uh, I have never heard of Houston uh, food. Yeah, well, so Houston has like uh, what is like Harold's in Chicago. So Houston has a, a Frenchies called Frenchies. I've heard yep. of that. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Frenchies. That's I mean, it, it, it had one location for a long time where everybody would just be out, you know, in a line. It's always a line in Third Ward, Texas. Um, my band director, like if you if you upset at him in high school and you bought him a box of Frenchies, like you are automatically. <laughs> 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 But also, man, you know, like there's uh, uh, Papados, you know what I'm saying? We have Yo, in the city. Love Papados. And I think that may be one now in Chicago. I'm not. That's not seafood, sure. right? It is in the. Yeah, yeah it's, in yeah, the, it's somewhere say, in the burbs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I actually went there, like when I went to Houston a lot. Was it last year? Uh, it was either last year or the year prior. I forgot. But I actually went to uh, to that place. It was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. To this day, I remember. I remember I was in Houston for some family, like it was like a family reunion or something like that, and they took us to a Papa Do's, and I had blackened catfish opelousas, I believe it was called, and for the longest time, that is the best thing I'd ever eaten in my life. Mm. It was it was dirty rice, blackened catfish, and like uh shrimp and mussels or something like that. I think the only thing I didn't eat was the mussels because I was like, that's weird. But <laughs> I was also like 16 or something like that. So I didn't know any different. Um, Go ahead, huh? Yo, I got I, a question I, about I, I do love <clears throat> Go ahead, is, man. is all the food chopped and screwed too? Or is that- <laughs> 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 
Shout out to DJ Screw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, um, beyond uh so i don't know if frenchies was your answer but is there like a is there a place local to uh houston that you're like man i i haven't had that in so long or like anytime i go back that's the place i really got to go yeah so i mean i I think now to be like the breakfast club it's a spot downtown Mm -hmm. we can get some some fire breakfast and that's another spot that's always packed and uh you know it's just great reputation uh Mm -hmm. black owned you know great service work uh, so shout out to everybody big in plates. Houston. Big plates. But what would you say their specialty is down there in Houston? Like the seafood? Uh man, that's a good question. Uh well, you I know, Texas, sure. Louisiana, like there's there's definitely this this uh this blend, you know what I'm saying? Because we just right next door, you mm. know what I'm saying? So like just how house music is real big of in the Midwest and, and North, uh, we have Zydeco music. And so along with Zydeco music, a lot of people love to have crawfish balls. So mm-hmm. that's that's like a thing that's like pretty particular to to Texas, Louisiana, uh, mm-hmm. getting together and getting a big old pot of uh, I'm talking about like a 50 pound pot of, yeah. of crawfish. Wow. Man. That's the corn nah, I'm not in the, in the, in the uh, yeah. potatoes and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Corn, mm-hmm. like the little corn yeah. pieces on the cob. The corn pops, yeah. Yeah. Now I'm not familiar, so uh, please educate me and our audience. What is Zodico music? So Zodico music, it, I think it original originated in Louisiana, um, but you know there's just this history between you know us in Texas. I mean, even New Orleans is like six hours away from Houston, um, but Zodico music is kind of like um, I think the main instrument is the accordion. Word, and okay. it's uh, it's, it's dance music. <laughs> It's like that. It feels Word. Like okay. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. so, like guitar heavy, um, you know, bass and drums, mm-hmm. organ, um, accordion. Right, okay. Oh, I got I to do some research after we get off of here. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to anybody that's going to be in Houston. You want to hit up the Breakfast Club and most likely Frenchies. Yeah, uh, get you, club get with you a K. Club with a K, right. Mm-hmm. So make sure you support that good old good black owned business and make sure that you know you you out here getting good food in your system. Hey, hey, hey. It might be your last meal. I mean, you never know. So Harold Harold's <laughs> versus Frenchies. Mm. <laughs> I know Harold's got like <laughs> a million stores, so it's kind of like varies, but yeah, that's the thing about Frenchies. It's like it, it was, you know, very concentrated for a very long time, and uh, it was super consistent. And they had the best lemon pepper wings. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I would say Frenchies just because I'm from Mesa. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. There you go. Don't Stay loyal. <laughs> <laughs> I would just put the mild sauce on the Frenchies, and then no, nah, no mild, I didn't <laughs> <put the> mild sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Do, well, does Frenchies have a, a a mild sauce equivalent, like how DC has mambo sauce and yeah. acts like it's a different thing? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's a different sauce. I mean, I prefer dry, dry, dry rub anyway. So I do too, but I also just don't like you know um, spicy ketchup. But uh, <laughs> well, what's, what's what's consistent is that you know that, that one or two man. slices of bread that come with your meal now. <laughs> you always gonna have that, a couple. You always gonna have all oh, that same. That's the <laughs> that same white bread. <laughs> <laughs> Every fried bread. chicken joint got the got bread, that, the that white bread. Is that? No, nah, I've heard that that's to just soak up the grease. It's not actually yes, that's, eat. That's what I heard too. Okay, yeah. I thought I like. And nobody's gonna eat this. Eating that greasy bread. 
Yeah, <laughs> throw it right back in the bag <laughs> every time. <laughs> That's when they need to put under the pizza, Aaron. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. That I mean, unless, unless, yeah. unless you're like me and you just enjoy that kind of thing. <laughs> so, um, uh, before we hop into more things, I want uh, I want to big up Sam uh, and talk about you know our relationship and why we're coming to this. And Sam did us uh, a huge, huge solid and allowed us to use um his song brother as our intro and so if you uh if you are a listener to us if you know you love that but <laughs> right and, and so you know uh it's our intro and our outro fantastic song it was the first yeah the first full music video i had ever choreographed for and so um uh give us a little background on the song give us some uh give us some what what inspired you toward writing it? Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that song, I mean, actually we're talking about Houston. I think that's a great segue because uh, um, what inspired me to write that song uh, at the time I was working with Calvin Valentine, putting, uh, putting an album together, he sent me that track and it just really hit me. It was at a time where I think uh, uh, the Mike Brown assassination uh, happened and uh, that was like one of the like second or third things we heard in a couple of years um, that that hit the news really heavy. And it just really took me there in that, in that moment. But also there's kind of like a, a parallel uh, story with me coming from Houston to Chicago and really kind of missing the brotherhood that I felt in, in Houston. You know, even how y'all talk, y'all brothers, y'all grew up together. You know, uh, imagine coming to a city where it's kind of harder to connect with brothers because maybe because of the the history, you know, of, uh, you know, the segregation, the, um, the corruption, you know, and, 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 you know, some folks have trust issues, you know, and it's, you know, it's, it's like you just longing to just have that brotherhood, you know, that just solid, like just laughing and, and kind of carefree and, and not having trust issues, you know what I'm saying? Or not feeling right. like, um, you know, why you, why you can't smile, bro? Why you just like, well, you got a chip on your shoulder all the time, you know? And so I, I had that kind of feeling. It wasn't all the time, but it was a good amount of the time. And I was like, and even even the first line, you know, um, can't look in the eyes of my brother without shedding a tear. Shedding a tear. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's really just talking to the sentiment of like, man, I, I see you, man. And I, I feel you and I understand, you know what I'm saying? But I, I, I do want to try to find a way to kind of like rectify the situation and kind of let you understand that, Hey, we, we, we here for each other and we got to hold each other down. And so, uh, that's, that's how the, the song came about. And it, it kind of came about like in, in a, in a more like preachy type of vibe, you know, it's kind of like a whole mm. bunch of one-liners. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know how it, it's just what I felt. And I just kind of moved with it and kind of kept that throughout most of the song, um, add to <clears throat> the homie, man. So I had recently done, you know, some work on his previous album at the time. And, you know, he had always like, yo, man, anytime you need something, you know, let hit me up. And uh, I gave him that call like, yo, I think it's time. Sent the song to him. He showed up at the crib uh, with with the with the with the verse prepared. We rocked that out. And then we worked out the ending, you know, that uh, they could try to take. But the candy race, they kind of mm-hmm. just came spontaneously. And we kind of worked that out. Uh, your blood. Blood, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And so uh, I was talking with Calvin Valentine and I was like, man, uh, this, 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 this song needs a video. 
And I was trying to think of all these elaborate ideas and shout out to Cal- Calvin. He was like, man, just, you know, just maybe do a cookout at the crib and just, just hang out, hit your friends up. He was like, you know, you can make it a little more simple, you know, because the song speaks, you know, and I was like, mm-hmm. nah, that's a perfect idea. Yeah. Uh, so shot the video at the crib, man. I was like hoping that Josh would be there, but he was like, man, I got this commitment. Yeah. Uh, but but we, we pushed it to another day to actually do the, uh, do another piece of the shoot, which is where uh, the choreography comes in uh, out in the park out there close to Chinatown. And uh, mm-hmm. it was a beautiful day. The choreography turned out great. Uh, one of my favorite scenes is when like we do that circle and like we doing that. Yeah. That move, <laughs> <Right man>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, um, yeah, man. That that song went viral, man. Like within the first forty eight hours, it was like I mean, first twenty four hours, it was about um about two hundred thousand views on Facebook, and it was crazy just watching those numbers go up. I mean, I mean, I would refresh like you know after five or ten seconds, and I'm like, man, it just jumped up like twenty views, thirty views, right? And it was just consistent. So um, that that was that was a really big hit. Yo, man, dope. Love say? that song, and it ser- and it serves it serves us so well um, yeah. because I, I I consider I consider all four of you because uh, Sam you know I love you too uh, like bro- brotherhood is very strong um, and every everything the song speaks to it I know I, I have those feelings toward you all and so um, yeah Marco you about to say something um. Right. I I probably know the answer, but tell us how or if this song has been like therapeutic to 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 make or, you know, share share that with us. Yeah, I mean, definitely when recording it, you know, or when writing it. So this is one of those songs that, that kind of wrote itself, you know, because I was definitely in it when I when I uh, when I was writing. It, I was definitely feeling it. It wasn't something that I had to channel and kind of re- mm. remember or something, you know. Um, and when I was recording it, you know, it just really just felt it felt therapeutic and it felt, um, you know, cathartic. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I really right. it was it was it was for me in a way, you know, and, and that's how some some songs that really hit, you know, for people when it's really hitting at the heart and it's really true, you know, especially if it's something that, that a lot of people can relate to as well. So, yeah, I, I think writing it as well as recording it. But then that big payoff of just seeing how it was received. Um, it kind of completed the whole the whole uh circle mm. that's what's up man <laughs> yeah that so, was uh wonderfully yeah, sad bro yeah that was wonderfully <laughs> sad we, yo the song is dope we love it grateful to you man thank y'all for rocking me i know you're thanking me for for allowing you to have it but hey thank y'all for wanting to 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 share this song and this message and uh and to allow this to be like a through line and uh um you know a parallel with 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 the, the message of the podcast much love. absolutely man Absolutely. Yes, when it when it fits, it fits. Yeah, and around here, said. we only support two Trumps. And I can't say <laughs> we, that's just me. And that's Sam <laughs> and Tiana. Okay. And so Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm down. I'm down with those. Yeah, I'm down with that. <laughs> <laughs> Have my full support for both of those. <laughs> Yo, I will be supporting uh, I will be supporting the second one later on tonight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man. Um Oh, uh, and so to give a little even brief history about um, how me and Sam made our connection and whatnot was that uh, uh, there's an event in Chicago. Shout out to Ray, uh, DJ Ray Chardonnay and Nick Alder, 
who uh, are the creators of Pari Noir, a uh, a a <laughs> a gathering of Black joy, a gathering of queer Black joy, a, a gathering to support Black women across the spectrum that hosts one of the best events that hap that will happen in the city. Uh, that I miss so much, especially in quarantine. But uh, I was always a longtime fan of the band that Sam was a part of, uh, Sidewalk Chalk. Uh, I was friends with another, uh, not was, but still cool. <laughs> uh, friends with a brother by the name of um, <laughs> Jumani Taylor, who's a, a extremely talented tap dancer and was a part of the band at the time. Mm -hmm. And so I've been listening to the band. And then that, uh, you know, you, you're listening to the, some music and it connects you with something else. And so it put me into some sound, songs by Sam. Uh, I think I, I had heard some uh, songs from um, Sam Trump plays the uke. <laughs> at the time uh he has a ukulele album adam i remember you used to play ukulele <laughs> yeah, uh <laughs> I used to, yeah man i gotta get back into that uh <laughs> and so i i see sam at the party and i was like yo are you are you sam trump like <laughs> and he was like yeah yeah it's like i had to put on my sand face <laughs> yeah <laughs> but, and uh i was like yo man i i'm a really big fan of your work and let's collab or something like that you know it was it was real networking space i uh i sent him some links to some footage and sam got back to me like that night which i was not expecting and was like yo this is great uh and i was extremely humble and next thing you know i think it was eight months later or something like that it was less than a year less than a year later we had already made a full show together yeah oh yeah. wow an original yeah. like from scratch like from scratch was that colors <laughs> or was that something else yep colors yeah. so now okay. we have our own uh we have our own production project called production colors uh that we talk about social issues and um pretty much again uh the gambit of the human experience through dissecting colors uh and so it's been a great relationship so far he's he's a true brother to me love and respect him and i'm such a fan and uh we he's currently doing by the time this comes out uh i think it'll be march or it'll be like uh probably um, in like no it should be this it should be this month it should be this month maybe we can have for now yeah okay so if it's coming out and it's still february sam is currently putting on a show that we're going to talk about a little bit later but uh well i want to plant that seed now so fellas as i drop my phone <laughs> hey the feeling is mutual by the way bro say it again the feeling is mutual by the way man always and i don't care that that took so long if you were listening like man he is talking for a while we have love fest around here because it's okay for <laughs> black men to express themselves fuck you uh, if you have a problem with it, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, let's jump into our main topic. Uh, most memorable movie scene you can think of. We're going to do this in parts. So let's stick with this part for right now. Most memorable yeah, movie scene you can think of. I got one. So I don't know how many of our listeners or how many of you guys have, have you guys all seen Scarface? Long heard time of it. ago. Yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of a little, yeah, just a little movie. A little independent movie called 
Oh, well, um, by a young man. What was his name? Uh, Al Alfred Aquino. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I actually remember watching Scarface for the first time with Marcus in my dorm room in the college uh -huh. dorm room. That's hilarious. And my roommate came in and was like, "Yo, it's four in the morning. Can you guys keep that down?" <laughs> <laughs> no, we watching it. Yeah, dog. Legendary. Like, bro, yo, you both looked at him like it's fucking Scarface, bro. No, we can't keep it down. <laughs> Felt gangster at the time. <laughs> hey, quietly listen to these bullets fly. <laughs> <laughs> So there's a uh, scene with him and a um, guy named Manny, who was like his kind of partner, um, and his wife at the time, who's played by the gorgeous Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, and he's just, so they're eating in this uh, restaurant and they begin, him and his wife begin arguing. And you can tell, you can tell there's a, there's a moment where he begins to kind of ask he begins to talk like he's questioning, like what's really important. Like, is this is this all there is? And he's are he's kind of judging his wife. His wife is judging him for their lifestyle, like choices and what they've done. You know, like his he's he's notorious for drugs, selling drugs and killing and all that, all these things under his belt. And in my mind, he's kind of questioning himself, like, is this really all there is? I mean, yo, look at where we are right now. Is anybody happy? We do the same shit over and over and over. Is it enough? So his wife, him and his wife are arguing. She storms out um, and Manny goes to help her. But he always has a bunch of like guards, bodyguards. And so I think he has like six or seven people with him. Um, and he gets up from the table and everybody's like quiet and they're staring at him. And he does his like, you know, you know, what the hell are you guys looking at? Like, oh, oh, am I the bad guy? So, so, so does that so does that make you guys good? No, you're just really good at hiding. And he was like me. I don't have that problem. You know, and it just like felt very vulnerable and sincere. And I, I really do feel like there's a connection between that and society in a way. So like when I saw that scene, that shit hit me, man. Cause it, like, I really like it when someone goes through something and they just have these moments that seem like moments of clarity and they begin saying like, what is this really about? I like that. Cause I have those same moments myself. So that hit me. You said connected to society in a way, what's the way? I I do feel like um, it's not necessarily the cool thing to be vulnerable or even sincere um, all the time. So, like, especially about, about things that you're ashamed of, hmm. which is uh, going back to what we previously said. This is why I'm glad that we have this, that we've created or creating that atmosphere amongst ourselves on this podcast to be able to be forthright, vulnerable, and honest, because I, I do feel like there's this idea that when you're in society, you can't, you can't express the vastness of being human without, because it makes other people uncomfortable. And I think that when people are uncomfortable, usually outside of, you know, brutal murders that are super unfair, <laughs> um, Usually discomfort, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. <laughs> usually, usually it's because of something in, in that person that they haven't addressed, so that they, so they don't want and they don't want you to help them see that in themselves. So stop doing that. Stop being human. Stop, stop dealing with your emotions because I haven't dealt with mine. So those are the parallels, and plus I just think it's great acting. You know. Okay. All right. Who wants to go next? Hey, 
mean, I'll go, but mine ain't that deep. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't have to yo, 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 to be fair, to be fair, I rewatched that scene like two or three times last night. Just, <laughs> did, did your research? Yeah. To, to, to help, to help, yeah. But um, for me, like the scene that stands out the most, I could probably say like three or four scenes, but the one that like I'm still like in awe of is, you know, uh, the movie uh, The Revenant with uh, Leo. Well, Leonardo DiCaprio? Yeah. Great. So, I mean, really, you you can say every scene in that movie is it's great. I I can say that. I can't say you. Can I was say gonna it. say that about never movie. saw it. No. Okay. <laughs> well, there's this uh there's this there's the infamous scene where he's getting attacked by a by the bear. Uh-huh. It's like the fact that the bear isn't actually there. It mm. it, it blows my mind because like he's doing this, but there's nothing that I mean. It's probably something there, you know. But right, it wasn't actually bear. That's all I'm saying. And it's just like. It's fan- it just was a fantastic movie, and like if he if he didn't win an Oscar from that, then I would have just stopped watching. I would have never watched another movie after that because like, <laughs> I mean, he should have got Oscars before that, in my opinion. But right. That was the one that's like, okay, man, give this dude the Oscar. But um, and I, I'm gonna just say this: I remember watching that movie um, in 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 the theater, and there's a couple next to me, and I'll never forget the 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 lady that was sitting next to me. I'm not even exaggerating. She had her hand over her mouth. Um, probably eighty percent of the movie, her hand was over her mouth, like just like in awe of like what was going on in this movie. <laughs> I'm like, it, it was just incredible, man. Like, it's it's unreal. Like, really, mm-hmm. that movie was to me at least. But uh, yeah, it would that would probably be the scene that stands out the most. Bro, that's a okay. great one. That's a yeah. great I example. See it, man. Yeah, that movie yeah. is amazing. Yeah, it, definitely got to watch that. Yeah. And I always, I always think think it's awesome when actors, well, not just actors, when the whole crew, because it's not just the actors, when crews go shoot a movie in like crazy conditions, because they shot that in like Montana or, or somewhere somewhere out there where it's like snowy and mountainous. Mm-hmm. And they should, the fact that they went out there and shot this movie in the snow and stuff, yeah, I just, I, because I don't like being cold for like five minutes. So I'm just imagining. Right. These people out there all day shooting this movie for months, you know, it's like crews don't get the kind don't get the kind of praise that they should. I know <laughs> yeah. because because they're because they're behind behind the screen. Oh, like uh, behind behind the scenes mm-hmm. um, when nothing is possible without them. Stage crews, uh, lighting crews, movie crews, what have you. Yeah. All of these people are f- phenomenal and so necessary to every industry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man, that should be a category. You you would really think, right? Yeah, I thought it was or something. I mean, I know I know some behind the scenes people get like awards and stuff, but it's not like deep. It's not like the boom operator or like right the the what's the the guy the uh, gaffer the, the who I think gaffer is one of the terms. Oh oh yeah, I mean they, I mean there's so many you can just go down the right. list of but. Yeah, it is just it's a great movie. I, I, the funny thing is, I haven't even seen it since I saw it in the theater. Which I want to—I should watch it again. And just thinking about it now, but um, honestly, I'm gonna be real quick. There's actually another no, scene with Leo okay. as well. <laughs> it's uh in in uh Wolf of Wall Street when mm-hmm. he's high on the the, the, the Quaaludes, whatever. And he's trying to get oh. it in his car. That's just—it's just an <laughs> hilarious scene, but it's also just really <laughs> impressive that this dude Word. got into a car with his foot. 
So that's <laughs> <laughs> hey, he does have some some pretty good scenes out there, man. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. he, I uh, I the last movie I seen was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood with him. Okay, I still haven't seen a that lot yet. of people have got like mixed reviews about it, but yeah. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, he too. he does some prime acting in that movie. <laughs> okay, I still haven't seen that one yet. Yeah, that's a uh, Quentin Tarantino. Yep. Yeah. Mm. He's dude. Dude's a beast. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'll go next, but I really. <laughs> it's kind of hard for me to pick one scene from this movie. So it's like if you got if you got two, that's fine. Well, the whole movie. <laughs> you know I what got, I'm saying? I got 26. <laughs> I'm about to explain the whole movie. Eighteen nah. scenes. <laughs> Y'all know this movie though, The Matrix, which is okay. probably one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, like I just I actually saw this movie in the theater when it came out, which made it that much better because at the time, like, there was never a movie like this ever yeah. to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, when I saw it, I was just like that lady that <laughs> Adam uh, mentioned. I was like, man, like even <laughs> the whole idea of the movie, like, kind of blew my mind too. Um, but. If I were to pick the most memorable scene, it probably wouldn't even be everybody's most memorable scene, but it was when uh the agent was interrogating Mr. Anderson. Uh Mr. Anderson. <laughs> and they were they were in the room and they they implanted that that bug in his uh in his in stomach, his, yeah. That was like it made me cringe when the little thing turned into like a scorpion type whatever how you want to explain it <laughs> right and went inside of him like that just that really was like dang like <laughs> i believe that was towards the beginning of the movie yeah so it was that was like really, he hadn't even been uh unplugged quote unquote yet right and uh he was right after that was scene, yeah that was yeah just when they uh met him uh but uh and they had muted him and he was like uh It'll be hard to whatever mm-hmm. if you if you can't speak and then <laughs> that, was, that was just like that really jumped the movie off for me when I saw mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. and um just one of my all time favorite movies I thought I was gonna say that yeah <laughs> <laughs> nah I figured you would be based on see uh, you see uh part four is coming out yeah later this year. yeah shout out to the Wakashki uh family even, even also, though uh the original story is stolen <laughs> yes yeah, from from a black lady and uh yes. she also claims that she created the terminator which right. is somewhat uh similar to the matrix uh as far as like futuristic post- uh, yeah futuristic so, type yeah. but i was gonna say just a side note man that's one of my favorite uh directors is the the wakashkis oh man my battery is getting low but they made a movie called cloud atlas which is based off of a book mm-hmm. which is yeah. one of the dopest movies you like that yeah i love that that that's up there with the matrix to me that so was great in it the acting sure. like it was a lot going on but it it was like uh it was saying how well it was just a bunch of stories that 
that were intertwined, but yeah. it was it was totally different settings and it's just it's hard to explain, but y'all gotta check it out. Man. That's something I gotta watch again. To, yeah, I it, feel like yeah, you probably gotta watch time. it a few times, but yeah. The first time I watched it, I just even though it's long, I like gave it a chance and it was <laughs> like one of my favorite movies still. Dope. Sam, why don't you go next? I'll go last. Yeah, so um fun fact about me, I'm not a real big movie movie person. Um, right, right. But um yeah, so there's there's a lot of movies I haven't seen. I did see The Matrix, but the other movies that y'all mentioning, I did see uh Scarface, but that was a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> but uh so yeah, I I think the Oh, in saying that, I think one movie, um, well, these two movies that I'm going to mention um, are movies that I went to go see in the theater. Um, and because I'm not a big movie watcher, I'm really big on like really kind of getting one over, you know, right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And um, Flight, the opening scene mm-hmm. of Flight mm-hmm. is, is really, really impressive. Um, and uh, that's something that just kind of came to me immediately um, when I was thinking Denzel? about it. Yeah, Denzel, <laughs> yeah. But uh, the, the movie is pretty dope. I, I love the whole storyline and, and like the twists um, with all the, uh, the courtroom scenes and all that. But um, but yeah, man, that, that opening scene, man, like, you know, everybody, you know, a lot of people fly, you know, we all, you know, we always think of that possibility of some, some shit going wrong. And um <laughs> And to just feel all of that that nervous energy right up front, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Uh, I, I thought it was pretty amazing. And uh, when it finally settled, when the dust finally settled and he landed the plane, uh, I was just shaking. And I was just like, wow, yeah, this is, <laughs> is going to be good, you know? So I would say that's probably like the most memorable moment that I can think of. Um, and just one real quick one. Um you know, because I, I love community and I love uh, like village concepts. Uh, I, re- I really love that that scene in Black Panther when um, when they first showed the the whole the whole tribe. You know, on the, the like the whole city or the people on the mountain. Oh yeah, on the uh, yeah, on the vertical mountain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can see like the vastness of everybody just gathering was... together. You know what I'm saying? Everybody <laughs> was just in their vibe. Just, <laughs> you know, they were all kind of breathing as one spirit. You know, and so um, that's that's another thing that stands out. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope. I did love that yeah, imagery as well. Very dope. Yeah. I'm gonna say this okay. real quick. I'm gonna in- inject this real quick. The movie Flight, I wish that it never existed. And that's why I say that. <laughs> <laughs> I love traveling. Um, my wife loves traveling, but ever since that movie, her fear of flying has just skyrocketed. So now it's like it's like we have to like Cons- re- like really really consider like are we gonna go here should we go here because of her fear of flying now so it's like it's worth it <laughs> it's just like it changed everything wow that movie. i gotta go to the pilot see if he's drinking yeah <laughs> <laughs> every time i see a pilot at a bar too when we'll be in airports i'll be like did you finish yeah, or- <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, uh uh yeah yeah so I got I got to um first one because when when we got this question, uh when Adam and Adam and Aaron posed this question, I couldn't really think of shit. So I'm just gonna go with something I saw recently, which is the excellent movie One Night in Miami. Still gotta see that one. Me too. Me too. 
Um, if if you aren't familiar with it out there, it is a movie directed by Regina King. Uh, I know it is. Uh, it is um, about the night after uh, the night of uh, Ali winning uh, the heavyweight title against Sonny Liston, where him, Malcolm X, Sam Cooke, and Jim Brown were all kicking it that night. Uh, and they were supposed to have a night out in the town, ended up being caught in the hotel room and having conversation. And it's her interpretation based on uh, uh, accounts of the time of what that conversation was like. Uh, and especially um, because there, there's real pictures of them like at a bar that night uh, and some other, and some others. Are you about to say something, Adam? No, I, no, I was, no, I was saying that's like an epic group of people. That's pretty much it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, and the thing is, when you look at it, you're like, at the time, Ali was 22. He wasn't even Muhammad Ali yet. He was still Cassius Clay. Um, I want to say uh, Malcolm was in his late 30s, early 40s, uh, and all of the all the rest of them are in their 20s and 30s. Like it's a it's it's such an, a random assort, assortment of black men who end up mm-hmm. becoming pillars. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a scene in there after some big conf- uh, after one of the particular conflicts between Malcolm and Sam. Uh, because Malcolm pretty much telling Sam, like, you know, you got the most powerful voice out of all of us, but you using it to appease the white folks and you should be out here revolutionizing the people because we got the struggle, yada, yada, yada. And uh, so they have their own fighting spat. They go away to go grab uh, him and Ali leave, go grab some drinks. And so Jim and Malcolm are sitting in the room. And while they're talking, uh, two things happen that are hilarious that kind of. Unfortunately, let me know out of these four men, I'm probably Jim Brown. Uh, because first thing he said was, you light-skinned Negroes always the main ones trying to be revolutionaries. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> um, but then there's a line where Malcolm goes, um, you, uh, Jimmy, you, Sam, and... Um, and Cassius are our greatest weapons in the struggle. And Jim says, we're not anybody's weapons. And Malcolm responds, but you need to be. And it's this like beautifully powerful uh, dichotomy, dichotomy of, of, of emotions and sentiments that are being expressed just in those two little simple lines of, mm-hmm. I shouldn't have to be a weapon and I kind of have to be in order for some real progress to happen because I'm sh- I'm sharper as a weapon than majority of people yeah. to be wielded. And so it's, 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 it's a beautiful moment shared between them. Um, that's one. Shoot, did I forget? My Yo, how on? can you beat that? That was wonderful. That was a, that was such a great answer. How, <laughs> how is this next one gonna ever live up to it? <laughs> I might have forgotten that to be completely honest. Um, shit. Oh well, it's gone. Uh, <laughs> it's informal, man. It happens. That's real life. Shit, yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> it it what and it wasn't meant to be heavy. It was something to uh to lighten it up. Uh. That I that I really wish I could remember. Who had the? Are you still trying to find it? 
Go go ahead, go ahead. Take me take me out of here. If it comes hey, back, who, who do you, would you say had the the uh better performance? Not that we have to choose. I just want to see what you think about. It. Like who played Before? each character the best? Yeah. Uh, Ali. Yeah, or or you said the dude that the, the, the dude that played Cassius did did excellent. As far as like his 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 being able to keep up Ali's uh like Charisma. boisterous and and uh charismatic and his and his constant voice uh voice fluctuations and yeah. the way that he's talking he did excellently that's cool that's cool um i gotta see that still that's the only movie that's been mentioned that i haven't seen <laughs> that's on prime right yeah it's on prime yeah, yeah. Uh, i think I all four tonight. of them did really well i think all four of them did really well they, for me there were moments where the cat playing malcolm fell a little flat but it was it was it was still a strong performance. I think um, I think Les, Leslie as Sam Cook did well. Uh, I was watching it with with one of my teachers, and he he thought he did well with what he could do, but he was uh, uh, he was expressing like Sam Sam Cook at the time was a serious heartthrob to every black woman in the industry. When you when you listen to like. Aretha and Eartha and Nina and all of them talk about Sam Cooke. It's like if Sam talked to me today, he could get it. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, for him, uh, Leslie, uh, Leslie didn't quite portray that because a lot of the, a lot of the movie was him being on the defensive against Malcolm. Um, and I think Aldous Hodge did a good job as a uh, as 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 Jim Brown because Jim Brown was not the uh was not the big voice as the as the other three he was more immutable so to say <laughs> um but he still had his like way of getting uh, a way of getting his point across whatever like not doing too much even though he was still on his bullshit too of you know um uh, when when they, when they came across that um that Cassius was t- talking about becoming a muslim uh they they uh they asked Jim Brown. He was like uh he was like no nah, I'm not doing that. Have you ever had my mother's pork chops? And I, <laughs> and I love white women. So no. <laughs> so those aspects. Not saying that about me aligned with Jim Brown, but I uh, I I know I sit in the cut a lot. I I used to be all rah rah running dr- dungeon dragon as Buster Rhymes would say. Uh, but <laughs> a lot of times I, I, I say my point and then I move the fuck on. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah. so, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, um, those are my big ones. Um, cause this movie's not coming back to me, so I'm gonna let it go. There is a point that I want to go to that it made me think of that ain't necessarily the next question, but I want to see if it goes somewhere. Movie soundtracks that left an impression on you, or something a part of a movie soundtrack that left an impression on you. It's a good one. I got it. I got it. And uh, I think I've mentioned this to you guys, whether on camera or otherwise already, but there's a movie called The Theory of Everything. I made my oh, yeah. listen to it every Did time you hand, I in car for, for <laughs> a month. Yo, yo, Han, I, yo, Han, I, I apologize yeah. for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a part of my. I was, uh, I was, I was wearing that shit out. I enjoy yeah, it. Yeah. I enjoy yeah, that too. But like Marcus got that sneak peek when I just like had it on repeat <laughs> every time we drove. <laughs> but uh, 
Yeah, that that soundtrack, man. Like, oftentimes I find new artists or new musicians just from watching the movie, and, and like I get there's a song or two in a scene that like really get moves me, so I look it up. But this one, just like each one, man, the whole album. The best way I can explain it, and I've done this before, I think, is like it just made me feel like a rush of running, running water, like a waterfall. <laughs> and uh, and I must have I must have needed that cleanse. I must have <laughs> needed that cleanse. I needed that shower. <laughs> At the moment, it just it just moved me more than uh, I feel like I'm I'm usually moved. So like that's why it stands out to me. Plus, it's just great music, man. So, uh, a uh, one one for me was uh, the soundtrack from The Prince of Egypt. Oh wow, I gotta I gotta check that out, dude. The one the 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 compositions are fucking gorgeous. And there's a song uh, that the the like uh, Hebrew leader sings to Moses uh, as, as Moses trying to find his way and whatnot um, called Through Heaven's Eyes that pretty much just says like you're looking at life wrong. Like if you look, uh, stop, ch- stop trying to look at life through these like material and mortal eyes that you've been conditioned to believe. If you look at yourself through heaven's eyes, then you'll see the beauty and like that you're living in. All that. It's, a, it's a gorgeous song from top to bottom. And his big old boisterous voice. I, I'm saying boisterous a lot today. I don't know why, but um, <laughs> his like really, his like really, really like round voice just sells that song. Nice. I would, um, I would say the first. I'm gonna say the first uh, impressionable soundtrack ever, where I, where I realized like, oh yeah, soundtracks matter. Uh, mm-hmm. Was um, I can't remember which Batman, but the one with a uh, kiss from a rose. Uh, I think it was uh, Batman Forever. I think it's Batman Forever, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I think that really, as a musician, uh, it really kind of, uh, kind of imprinted, you know, um, how much that matters, you know. Hmm. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll just throw it out there. Like I said, I'm not a big, big movie, yeah, movie person. Still, I still got some. You got some solid answers, even with your back against the wall. <laughs> 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 Appreciate. It. Like Ali, <laughs> but, um, or ropes. But anyway, uh, for me, I'm I'm gonna go with. Uh, so we talking about scores, right? Like, yeah, scores, or uh, if there's a just, track from a soundtrack, or yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna say uh, the Black Panther uh, score was was awesome, and this is what's interesting mm-hmm. about it. So yep. as we know, uh, Black Panther was, you know, it, it told a black story. However. Soundtrack was done by a white guy, but mm-hmm. this is this is why this is what's interesting about it, and this is why I respect him so much. I, I believe his name is Ludwig Garanson, I think his name. Um, he works with a uh, childish Gambino a lot. He worked, mm-hmm. he, he made a Red Bone, he made yeah. This is America, it's that guy. So, and he also, I'm pretty sure he scored every movie that Ryan. Coogler is done. That's pretty much his go-to guy. I think they they were, were roommates in college. Um, I guess I don't know why I know this much about this guy, but but anyway, <laughs> uh, I'm just a fan. But but anyway, um, hmm. when he was tasked to do this, uh, <laughs> when he was tasked to do this uh, movie, whatever, he was like, okay, you know, how I'm gonna, how am I gonna make? a score for a movie that's based in a fictional country in Africa. So what's awesome is he went to Senegal for, I don't know, maybe a month or two. I don't know how long he was there, but he's like, I need, I need to 
learn, you know, before mm -hmm. I try to do this. So he went there. He he met this artist. I forgot what the artist's name was, but he went that the artist allowed him to go on tour with him for like a month. So he's touring with this artist, learning, you know, seeing the people and like actually immersing himself in the in that world. And then, he, you know, he learned like, you know, what's what instruments are common, you know, chord progression. Like he learned, you know, he went actually and actually studied. Then he came back and then that's when he started to make the uh, the score. That's when he started making the and then. But when you listen to it, it's like it's you can hear the elements of of an African country. And, you know, I don't I'm not well versed in what country does what, you know, but um. I just I just like how he really immerses himself in whatever projects, whatever projects he's doing, because um, I found out that he also did the score for uh, the Mandalorian. And um, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. And I was watching um, the because on, on Disney Plus, they have all the uh, not not for every show, but for this show, they have the different episodes that cover behind the scenes. Mm. And I only watched the music one because I, I just found out that he did it. Like, I got to watch this because, you know, and mm. he kind of did the same thing where it's like he went somewhere for he like he pretty much just locked himself in his studio for a month and just like, OK, I'm going to do this. And I, I just like his process, really. So I was going to say where you say he said he went because like <laughs> the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he went to <laughs> Tattooing the galaxy far, far away, <laughs> but no, like I know I, think, I almost made me think uh, uh, locked himself in the basement for three summers. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So, I do really like when people do that, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm just a huge fan of his, like, and it's like mm -hmm. any project he, he just takes his work serious, which I think everybody should do, and I guess everyone does, but it's just like I, I just really respect his process and how he just like just like really focuses in on like he just completely removes. Mm -hmm. You know his his background you know especially i mean more i guess you could say that's more so the case for doing a movie that's supposed to take place in a fictional african country um because like i said you would assume it was not a dude i think he's from like sweden or something you know mm -hmm. you know um or someone s <laughs> uh and i don't know I, so i'm gonna just say the, the black panther but also him just in general as an artist i just i just love everything he does really um, that's kind of cool because i actually watched something similar to that and they were they was explaining uh the score in in more relation to the score with the with the uh the movie soundtrack which was made but it was i want to say it was like co-produced or produced by kendrick lamar by kendrick and, and tde yeah and in the way that they integrated that soundtrack throughout the movie with the score mm -hmm was super dope because you could hear like every song from that is in the movie but in it flows with the you know with the movie so that was kind of dope because that's one of the uh soundtracks that i really like and they really don't make good soundtracks uh, i mean i guess i can't say that but to me the the quality of that soundtrack was just like up there and it was dope to see how they put it throughout the movie and made it work. Like you could hear all those songs throughout the movie. So that was that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that project. I'm gonna be a bit of a contrarian. I didn't care for the Kendrick version. Like the Kendrick produced situation, I didn't like it. I liked it. I liked it. Because I'm I'm a fan of TDE. 
Like, I, as am I. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I also enjoy TDE, but for whatever reason, it it didn't resonate. I, I couldn't. I wish I could tell you specifically why. I just remember. I remember after going to see the movie three times in the theater and whatnot, <laughs> like going, uh, uh, like listening to it and being like, this isn't the, this isn't would you the, say it fit well in the flow of the movie or no? But here's the, the, I don't, maybe I'm tripping. The, the soundtrack that Kendrick made didn't sound like anything I heard in the movie. Hmm. Which I think the, I think the original score and what Kendrick made are two different things. I could be wrong, but I don't like when I was listening through it, I was like, I don't remember any of this, these sounds happening in the actual film. <laughs> There's these drum sounds that uh that kind of like, like kinda, yeah, yeah, like that. I, I love that sound. Like it's, yeah. it's such a um like it just fits this this era of music. Like a lot of music sounds really clean and crispy, uh, mm-hmm. but it that that particular sound it really captures like a a, a natural drum mm-hmm. approach. But it's it's like a it's like a it's like a great hybrid, and uh, mm-hmm. that that through line is just amazing. I'm using through line a lot, but uh, <laughs> that, <laughs> that I think that that kind of connects them for me. Um, those sounds in including that that. Yeah, and, it's, and like this may be a fundamental. Watery. I'm sorry, Marcus. No, I was just saying that that drum is like a. It remind me of like yeah that scene bubble. that Sam was talking about. It's like a watery drum or something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> and this may be a fundamental difference between our ears. I'm already partially deaf, and both of y'all are music producers, and so like <laughs> my 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 ear probably isn't going to catch that particular thing. Um. And I I'll try to listen to it again. I I also know uh futures la di da di da bullshit <laughs> really just turned me off to a lot of it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but also um I, I feel you. I I wanted to hear I always just assumed there was a separate thing because I was like, I don't like some for some reason the score just sounds different to me than what the Kendrick uh, project was. So I thought it might've been like what, uh, what Beyonce did with that last Lion King situation where oh. she had her own separate project. And then there was a Lion King soundtrack. You know what I'm saying? I thought yeah. it was that, but I could be wrong. Well, mm. I, I know like, that's why like, before I answer, I specify, like, are we talking scores or soundtracks? Cause typically they're not the same. Like a like, lot of times they are though. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. Well, but well, so- just that's true, but specifically with, if I'm not mistaken, with Black Panther, I heard them say that they they really actually made it a uh, a thing to like integrate that into the movie. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. So, okay, like, word. and what what they probably did was like they like you said the actual composer, uh, what's his name, Ludwig Granton, mm-hmm. he probably took elements of the soundtrack. And infused mm. it in the yeah, movie. exactly. Mm. But right, like right. for me, like for example, if you think back to like a movie in like the '90s or something, and they have a soundtrack, it would be like, and it would be like a CD with just like twelve legitimate songs. Yeah, <laughs> that just happened to play during the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but right. like the score is like it's gonna be like that twenty second clip of strings when like the the serial killer is walking down the hallway. Like that's 
you know it's like mm-hmm. it, the score is supposed to give you like the it's supposed to sonically paint yeah. you know a mood yeah, you want to feel too i love that mm-hmm. man i love that too i love, I I could, love it when it fits <laughs> <laughs> said every, said uh every dude in a new situation um, <laughs> um, not the scene I was thinking of, but also a hilarious scene. Uh, that that I remember me and Adam. I think we I think we saw this together way back when. Jarhead, Morgan Freeman, I never and wanted. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know she because we had, we never heard Morgan Freeman cuss before that, and so him going. <laughs> It's like you can listen to me, or <laughs> you can shoot this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, shoot this motherfucker. Yeah, that's, that's a hilarious scene, man. Like that's I saw a hilarious it, fucking scene. I saw a YouTube video where like um they made like a compilation of him saying that, and then people who they felt needs to be shot. So it'd be like <laughs> Osama bin Laden. Then you'd be like shoot this motherfucker. Then it'll show. <laughs> Some I know somebody, some mm-hmm. terrorist, something. It'll just keep going. <laughs> that sounds great. Yeah, I just wanted to bring that up because it did come back to mind. I wish I could remember the other thing I had. I yeah. feel like it was funny. Oh well. Uh, so uh, second part of that question: uh, Do bloopers ruin a movie for you? Now, granted, most of the time bloopers are after the movie, so exactly. I don't know if they could ruin a movie. Yeah, All right. no, they could. so I pose a question, and, and I guess nobody is is understanding. Not understanding, but I'm gonna just say this: bloopers, um, they can ruin 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 a movie for me. And like, this is why I say that: if it's a comedy, not so much. But like, if I go and see some emotional movie, like, and I'm and I'm not even saying they show bloopers for for every single movie necessarily, but mm-hmm. like, say like I'm watching like. A drama just any drama and it's like a mm-hmm. very emotional you know thought-provoking movie and then i go and see where the characters were breaking it's going to ruin my relationship with those characters even though i already saw it it's just like it's really? just like yeah because like because for me like if i see a movie like um let me just give you an actual example uh okay so I, as i already mentioned i mentioned the that the bear attack mm-hmm. scene and uh the, mm-hmm. the, the 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 revenant and how I hold that scene on such high regard. If I saw clips of Leo breaking and laughing, it would ruin the whole thing for me. I feel it's that. like because I know it's fake. I know it's acting, but it's like in my mind, this is the product. So if I see something that's not that, it just ruins it for me. And it's like I, I'm not going to be able to to love it the way I do now. Does that make sense? No, yeah, it absolutely but I, does. I feel like uh, everything has process, and so you're of like, course. I. Uh, I can't. You're saying seeing seeing process go wrong ruins final products for you. Some like like say if it's a comedy, I love seeing the bloopers and comedies. But like mm-hmm. if it's a more serious movie, I just want to see the the final. Like um, it's kind of like this is kind of mm, I mean it's kind of not the same. But I remember back in high school, um, you know our art teacher, Mr. Sutton. He was he was talking about he was talking about how um, Leonardo uh, da Vinci, Vinci. how like you could see all of his sketches these days. And he was saying that 
you know, back in those times, that was like, that was a no, no, like an, an artist right. would never show that. And he was like, he's probably turning over in his grave knowing that we can see all of his sketches yeah. that were not necessarily produced works. So I, I look at it like that. It's kind of like what his final pieces that he wanted us to see. That's what he wanted us to see. And I'll think of it the same way as a movie. So it's like, I just want to see the final. I don't want to see the mistakes or the, unless I do want to see it, then that's a different story. <laughs> so it's like, it's just, yeah. for me, like, um, I, I, I think of the same thing as, I, I think the same way with, with trailers. I don't watch trailers, like, um, depending. Like, if it's a Marvel movie, I, ne I never watch the trailer. Cause Absolutely like, not. They're going to put like, on the best parts in the trailer. <laughs> yeah, it's like, and and then another thing, I guess I'm just gonna rant. I guess at this point, but go like, ahead. <laughs> uh, like another thing, another thing that I really don't like about today is that we'll we'll see people like 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 there will be a story where it's like such and such has been casted to play such and such. Okay, that's fine. But then we'll see photos of them on set, photos of that. Like I don't need to see all this. Just show me the, just show me the, the final. And it's like we have so much information that sometimes it just ruins the final product for me. Like mm. not, you know, it's just a thing of mine. It's like I just want to see. Here's another thing. Uh, as you know, I do, I do, I do photography, right? Right. Um, I hate when photographers show us the before and after of like the edit that they did. Mm. Like, just show us the final. Like we, like it takes so much away from me when I when I see too much. Like I just don't like seeing everything. Just show me the final. And it's like because I. I want to just know like what your what your vision was. I don't want to see what led up to it because it just it cheapens it for me for whatever reason. I don't know why, but it's just like. And I guess I didn't realize this was such a problem until I just started talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> clearly, clearly, you are triggered. <laughs> but um, so so in your fight against Frieza, and Frieza says you haven't even seen my final form. You're like, bitch, why didn't you start there? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what the reference is, but I'm see it. <laughs> oh man, I mean, I know he's a Dragon Ball Z character, right? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I know. I, I was like, this probably isn't gonna work, but anyway. <laughs> that's the white and purple guy, right? Yes, yeah. you gotta go through all the, the dude that looks like Mewtwo from Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I, I mean, I guess I guess I'm the only person that feels this way. But I just that was just, and like I said, that's not the case for every single thing, though. Cause like, I can watch Office bloopers all day because like, because it's meant to be a comedy. Yeah, like it's, it. It, it, like, sound, it sounds like the compartmentalization happens with uh, they wanted you to take this serious, so don't show me anything but serious. Yeah, and it's like yeah, and for me, like I know Sam was saying he's not really like a movie guy. Like for me. I'm absolutely a movie guy. So it's like for me, I like I can watch a movie. I, something that I watched 10 years ago, I feel like I still have a relationship with those characters that I saw. And mm -hmm. I only want to think of them as this way. So then like when you show me like them like spitting the water out in a scene like that, that's not how my mind wants to remember this character. So it's just you know what's crazy. Just for a secret me, thing, I guess, for me. <clears throat> For me, I think I'm like the opposite way of that when it comes to like the the actors and uh, seeing them like uh, seeing how they are regular and then seeing how much they transform into that person is amazing to me. And I, I like I see to that. see like uh, it's like you don't you kind of take actors for granted 
until you see that they really not that person. So it's like that transformation mm -hmm. is crazy uh, when I see that's that. That's a good point. It's like, man, like you really, you, you kind of forget that actors prepare uh, tremendously, like research and do all that. So I, I think I'm, I'm the opposite way. Although, yeah, and and I like watching trailers too, but I don't like getting the movie spoiled. Yeah. But for me, mm -hmm. it's like when I see the trailer, it's like it's like a, a year or two <laughs> before it comes out, so I really don't remember like. But that's good. Yeah. What happened anyway? Right. <laughs> well, I'm gonna have to agree with Adam. At least for the most part. The thing is, I feel like most of the time, like we mentioned, bloopers come like come out after. So that's not really a problem. But if the blooper was to come out first on like a, a serious scene or like a dramatic movie, I, I would rather see the finished version first, be moved by it for the first time, and then see the after effect of like, oh, they fucked up here and there and I just didn't catch it or whatever. Mm. No. I, I yeah. think that's kind of my thing. However, I used to buy, like when it comes to comedies, I buy DVDs so I can look at the bloopers. You know? <laughs> you know? So it doesn't really like, yeah. as, as long as the scene is not ruined for me ahead of time, which like we said, bloopers typically come out afterwards. So yeah, right. I'm pretty much just going to agree with Adam. <laughs> I don't, I don't know that I have any feelings towards it. Um, I'm so used to separating process from product. Yeah. And so, and I can see you obviously being a stage performer. You're like, well, we mess up. So don't think we, you know, constantly. <laughs> so and and I, I realized that I'm not saying like, I don't, I know they're not doing these movies in one take. I, you know, I realized there are mistakes and mm. yeah, I know I get that. But also go up, they'll go back with, with Marcus said. I also agree with that too. Like say, saying how like actors aren't the people that they're showing on TV on the screen. Like, um, I, I do find tidbits of information, like how they say um, Heath Ledger, how they were saying there's reports of like how he like, I guess you could say how he did, but the composer guy did, how he locked himself in a, they say that he he locked himself in like a hotel room, not actually locked himself, but mm -hmm. stay in a hotel room for or a motel for like a month and like worked on like his voices for like playing the Joker and mm -hmm. all this, it's uh what's the word, it's uh, I'm about to say method actor. Yeah, it's method acting, yeah. but his isms, what's the mannerisms? Mannerisms. That's it. And how you worked on that. And, you know, that's, I do find that stuff fascinating. Uh, people that dig deep into like the roles. Um, that tip of information, I don't mind because, you know, but um, yeah. <laughs> no, that's true. Word. I like, I think I heard something about like Jamie Foxx um, when he played Ray. He walked, he really he really blinded himself with like a blindfold or something and he, yeah, he tried he, to live as best he could like that. That's that's another level of like that's respect, man. I do appreciate yeah, he knowing really stuff channeled, like that. He really channeled Ray. Yeah. I mean, he also had Ray there to consult. Yeah. yeah like Ray was still alive during most production. True, but shit, he, he he lived his life blindfolded a bit. That's cool, man. <laughs> no, I know, I know. I'm saying I'm I'm, I'm only saying I'm only saying that because like one Jamie is a better impersonator than he is an actor. And if you have the... Uh, 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 you I, have the uh, <laughs> I, I looked at Adam. Adam was like... <laughs> uh, no, I'm, only, I'm only laughing because I, I remember this conversation. And I'm, right. <laughs> a long time ago. Uh, but he had, he had Ray there to 
be able to, you know, learn mannerisms and hear his perspective and all of that kind of stuff. So uh, to round this out, gentlemen, uh, Sam is currently producing an excellent evening show, The Midnight Hour. Uh, at midnight, every day in the month of February, Sam goes on Facebook Live, which also is going through Twitch, YouTube. Um, and did I miss any sites? That's all of them. Okay, cool. Just want to make sure you wasn't on like Periscope or something. And uh, <laughs> and he is putting on a show where he creates and sings either original tracks. He'll sing some covers. He'll uh, he's making beats in real time. He's collaborating with artists. I'll be one of them eventually. And uh, it's a great, it's a great, 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 great time. And excuse me, last May of 2020, he did it for the entire month of May. This year, he's doing it for the entire month of February uh, for now to give you all of that Black Black History Month love. And so, Sam, one, what inspired you to create this event? Two, what have you learned about yourself in the production of this event? Oh, yeah. Those are two great questions. Um, and by the way, I, I am registered to, to stream through Periscope, but I can only do three at a time with my plan. <laughs> I need to upgrade. <laughs> um, but yeah, so what inspired me? So, you know, I up, to, up until quarantine, I was uh, a full time musician for the last what six years at the point I've been. Um, uh performing three to five times a week damn near um and so the quarantine really stopped all that i was also a, a booking uh agent or music curator at a couple of venues as well so i was also helping other people you know get work and so like that was like my main thing of what i did and mm-hmm. it all just came to a halt and i you know definitely in like april i started really feeling like like the the loss of stimulation, you know, uh, of being around people, being on stage. And I was like, man, I, I'm not going to go out like that. I'm. Uh, it was like three days before May. I was like, I'm going to just go live every May. I saw the people going live. I was like, I got the equipment to do that. I got the know-how. Why not? Um, and so, man, I wanted to become a better producer. I wanted to, to keep performing. I wanted to show my audience that I still uh, was here and I still cared for my audience. And I still wanted to give them something that that helped carry them over, you know, especially when I thought it was like a more temporary shutdown, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so just went live, you know, for the whole month of May and it just became a community. It became like mm-hmm. this loving community of people who would come to not only see me, but come see each other. You know, they're they're saying hey to each other. They're conversing mm-hmm. with each other while I'm, you know, creating and maybe building up a song. There's a lot of times I'm like, hey, how y'all feeling? What do y'all want to do now? You want to do some up tempo? You want to keep it chill? Somebody's like, oh, I got my drink. I want to keep it chill right now. So we'll do like a chill beat or hey, let's do some house or something like that. You know? And yeah, that they they they, they, they did that last night. I was like, yeah, play sun. And one girl was like, nah, don't play that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was probably responding to one of the other questions. I know, I'm joking, but it was, it was just funny. <laughs> what was your second question, though? You said, uh, what inspired me and then... Uh, um, what what have you learned about yourself in, in inside of the process of putting on a show? Pr- pr- uh, putting on a show every night for... 28, 30 days, 31 days straight. That's yeah. hard. A couple of things. Well, I, I, I 
create at night. So like this really takes mm-hmm. away my chance to to get a lot of work done that I would normally do. So I have to find ways to kind of manage my time with creating music. Uh, mm-hmm. My magic hour is right around like one or two. It starts, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but um but yeah, another thing that I learned is really with the technology, you know, it's there's, there's so many possibilities and there's so much more to get out of it. And um, as you can see, you know, this month I'm doing more with the technology. And um, and so, yeah, I'm just becoming much a much better producer and, and even mixing on the fly and uh, just learning that I am um, usually pretty good with just being open and being confident with not knowing what the hell is going to happen. You know, and comforting. Yeah. yeah, there's yeah, there's dope, always man. I would say there's uh there, what's it? Discomfort is where growth exists. <laughs> mm-hmm. Can't grow without being uncomfortable. Uncomfortable, yeah. No doubt, no doubt. Yo, when you said I ain't going out like that, I wanted to yell out King Kong ain't got shit on this. Man. <laughs> <laughs> King Kong ain't got, ain't got shit on me. <laughs> this how you gonna do me, Jake? <laughs> <laughs> Word. Well, thank you all. Thank you, Sam, for joining us. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you, brother. Please know anytime you want to be on, anytime you got something to promote, anytime, anytime you just want to chill and have conversation, you are always welcome back on the podcast. I love you, brother. And um, it, it's just, it was just great to have you on, man. Man, it's a pleasure. Thank y'all. And y'all some beautiful brothers. And uh, Thanks, man, this, is, this is dope. I'm happy to be in the room. Man, yes, absolutely. Sir. Much absolutely. love to you. <laughs> it was our pleasure, uh, man. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Inform of the Honest Podcast. We always, always, always want to encourage you in every conversation and every connection that you have and make that you are really, really asking those questions and talking to each other. Be inquisitive. You know, if someone says they don't want to talk about it, leave them the fuck alone. But otherwise, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, uh, Engage. Engage. There you go. Engage. (laughs) Right, fellas, any last words before we sign off? Mm. Well, uh, I'm going to reiterate that. It's uh, it's been a pleasure having Sam on, and it's been a pleasure to uh, meet you virtually. And uh, after this, I'm going on a bike ride. So I want to tell everybody, no matter how cold it is, get your ass outside. Okay, I got something to say. (laughs) I didn't. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Now, you live in Atlanta. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We're going through exactly. this Arctic vortex <laughs> right now. Like it literally hurts to be outside right now. Yes, yeah. it's painful. <laughs> no, I'm just yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> Marco, you got anything? Oh yeah, I I didn't get to say check out that uh the Cloud Atlas score and okay. uh, uh the beautiful mind. Ooh. Also, okay. There's two that just came to mind. Take that note. word. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna yeah. throw uh through heaven's eyes from uh, Prince of Egypt soundtrack in there too. Just shout out to Lion King. We that all changed our lives. <laughs> <laughs> and Tarzan too. That's what I meant to mention. Tarzan. Phil Collins. Phil Collins. Yeah. Baby. That that's that Tarzan soundtrack. Yeah. Yes. Son of a man looking for the skies. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yo, uh, Sam, thank you again, everyone. If it is check still out the month live. of February, if it's yeah. still the month of February, hop on Facebook Live. Go to Sam Trump and hop on that Facebook Live. Join the Midnight Hour crew. He's going to be singing all the 
hits, right? <laughs> and the hymns. And, and the hymns. <laughs> if, you are, Next album. If, you, if you are unfamiliar <laughs> with his music, please hop on anywhere that you stream music and look up Sam Trump. Uh, I have several songs that I love besides Brother and Cheers, which I am also in a music video of, but not, not a shameless plug. And uh, <laughs> um, I still say, even though I have no intentions of getting married, he has one of the greatest wedding songs I've ever heard in my life. Uh, and Love Notes is the most cuddly album to date. <laughs> it's just, it's fluffy. <laughs> And that's the word you use when you first <laughs> when I first heard that I was like, yo, this shit is fluffy. <laughs> <laughs> every conversation, every interaction, every connection that you have, we pride you to live by those three principles. Be forthright, be vulnerable, and most of all, be honest. Peace. Peace, y'all. Thanks, y'all. Thanks for listening. In the eyes of my brother. Without shedding a tear for my brother I really want to try for my brother Cause I truly do feel for my brother